Amen. Good morning, Central Park Baptist Church. Good morning to y'all. How are we doing this morning? Everyone's doing okay? Oh, wow. No one's doing okay? Oh, everybody's doing okay? All right. Give them the thumbs up. Amen. We're excited to be here this morning. We're here to celebrate the joy of the Lord. Amen. So if you're able to rise, we would love for you to join us in singing hymn 610. Hymn 610, the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Hymn 610, sing along. Oh, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Oh, the joy of the Lord is my strength. He heals the broken heart. He heals the broken heart and they cry no more. He heals the broken heart and they cry no more. He heals the broken heart and they cry no more. Oh, the joy of the Lord is our strength. He gives me living water. He gives me living water and I thirst no more. He gives me living water and I thirst no more. He fills my mouth with laughter. Ha 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 ha. He fills my mouth with laughter. Ha 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 ha. Oh, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. All right, let's have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much to be in your house today. We thank you for your mercy and your blessings and your kindness, Lord God, your provision and your presence. We praise your name today. We ask you to bless this preaching and teaching today, and we ask you to be with your people, and bless your word, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen and amen, and as we continue to praise the Lord this morning, we would have you to turn to hymn 629, to hymn 629, love lifted me, love lifted me. And for those of you who are keeping score, let's see how many hymns we sing today that have the word love in it, if you want to keep score. Amen. Love lifted me. Him 629. Him 629. Love lifted me. Sing along. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. Very strictly strained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea. Heard my despairing cry from the waters lifted me and I say, Hell, my love lifted me, love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else can help, love lifted me, love lifted me. Love, love, 
God lifted me. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else can help. Love lifted me. Love lifted me.
I'm telling you, if you wasn't a Baptist, you could almost say, praise the Lord. Amen? Amen. Now, thank God that we have a Sunday that he has set aside so that we can come and adore him. Amen? So let's all stand, if you would, please, and let's turn to hymn number 627. And now let's sing, Oh, How I Love Jesus. Come here. Amen and amen. Oh, how I love Jesus, hymn 627. Sing along. Oh, there is a name I love to hear. I love to sing its words. It sounds like music in my ear. The sweetest name on earth. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first loved me. It tells me of a Savior's love. It tells me of a Savior's love who died to set me free. It tells me of this precious blood, the sinner's perfect peace. Oh, how I love thee. Do you love him this morning? Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first loved me. It tells me what my father has in store for every day. And though I tread a dark some path, yield sunshine all the way. Oh, how I love Jesus. 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 It tells of one whose loving heart can feel my deepest woe. Who in each sorrow bears a part. Chorus, chorus, Acapulco, chorus, Acapulco. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh. How I love Jesus because he first loved me. Amen. Welcome to Central Park Baptist Church. You may be seated. We're glad that you're here this morning. want to welcome all of our visitors that are with us. Some are repeat visitors. Some are new visitors. If you're a first-time visitor here today and you did not receive a visitor card, I'll ask that you slip your hand up right now. Our, visitor, our ushers are going to give you a visitor card right now. We're going to ask you to fill that out. And uh, Brother Robbie's not a visitor, though it is good to see him. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, we're awful glad that you came today. We appreciate you being here with us. Thank you so much for being a part of Central Park Baptist Church. If you are a first-time visitor, you fill out that card. After the service in the foyer, I'll be behind a desk. It says, Welcome on the Wall. And we have a gift bag we'd like to exchange for your visitor card. We want to thank each one of you for being here this morning. I know it's a rainy, ugly day, but you braved the weather and you right. came to church. Right. And I know that God will bless you Amen. for that. Amen. Right. Pastor, right. you come right now. Amen. This is the best looking crowd I've seen all day. Amen. <laughs> Amen. 
I mean, y'all, 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 everybody doing good this morning? Amen. Amen. It's good to see you. Please pray for all of our folks that aren't feeling well. We've got several. Some showed up this morning and uh, wound up going back home. So uh, just pray for our people. I know that stuff is going around. Uh, Brother Robbie's giving it to everybody. So still, you know. <laughs> so, uh, no, but it's good to see you back. And, you know, I mean, just. Uh, that time of year, folks are, are getting some of that stuff, so please right. pray that God, listen, God can protect us from that, amen, amen. and uh, so let's pray for our folks and uh, that they'll get the feeling better and, and uh, be back uh, in worship. I'm, I miss them. I like seeing, amen. I like seeing you, yes. amen, and uh, it, it, it's uh, energy for me uh, physically and spiritually, and I know it's that way as well with others, so amen. keep them in your prayers, amen. Well, let's have a good offering today. And uh, remember, folks, that listen, this is our opportunity to worship, amen? And, and so let me encourage you, worship is unto the Lord today. And, and if God's blessed you, you be a blessing, amen? Uh, God, I pray that you'd please bless us, Lord, today. Thank you for the privilege that you've given us to be here. Thank you for all of our guests that are here today, Lord. It's always a joy to see new folks, Lord, come. And uh, God, as Brother Marco says, Lord, they could have went anywhere, but they chose to be here today. And I'm thankful for that. I pray that they'll... Lord, go away saying it's been good to be in the house of the Lord. And uh, God, I pray for the folks that uh, are dealing with sickness. Uh, Lord, that you'd please raise them up. God, protect those that are not sick. And, and I pray, God, that you'll just watch over us in a special way. Lord, thank you, God, again for the privilege to uh, give an offering today. Help us, Lord, to give this, our tithes and our offerings as unto the Lord. We pray that you'd bless the gift and the giver because it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come. We would love for you to join us in singing hymn 632. Hymn 632. He loves me. He loves me. Hymn 632. I'm sorry. What? Oh. <laughs> hymn 632. Afterwards, we'll have an opportunity for people to, to, to greet each other. But we'll sing the first, second, and last verses, and maybe one other special verse for the kiddos. He loves me. 632. Here we go. Oh, and did my Savior bleed and did my sovereign die? Would he devote that sacred head for such a worm as I? He loves me.
Children, fifth grade and under, you are now dismissed to Children's Church. The remainder of you, please greet each other at this time. Saved by grace, 
saved by grace. It's not what I deserve, but I'm saved by grace. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sin. Played by grace, I've been saved by grace. My name is in the book of life and my sins are washed away. Saved by grace, I've been saved by grace. It's not what I deserve, but I'm saved by grace. It's not what I deserve, but I'm saved by grace. It's not what I deserve, but I'm saved by grace. Saved by grace. Saved by grace. Amen, ladies. Very good. I'm glad I'm saved by grace. I'm glad it's not up to me, amen, amen. Second Kings chapter 4, I've asked the Lord to help me preach this morning. My, has anybody been sick and just cough all the time? Yeah, that's where I'm at. I don't feel sick, but man, my throat is just, anyway, coughing. I'd rather sleep than cough, you know. But lately, it's been the other way around, so I've asked the Lord to help me this morning to be able to preach the message. I think it's important uh, that we continue through uh, about this uh, Shunammite woman. Amen. And uh, I mean, it, we're we're going somewhere, and it's going to get exciting. It, it, to me, it's exciting already. Uh, but you don't want to miss anything. And by the way, I I'm, and I haven't purposely uh, stretched this out. It's just been that way, and and pro I probably will not finish today. We'll go. So long as my throat will allow, but uh, we're probably going to finish up next week on does it pay to serve God. Uh, so, and I'm going to give you four things about that it does to, does pay, but it's all here with this Shunammite woman, and so I don't want you to miss anything. So, if you found your place there in Second Kings, uh, <clears throat> we'll begin reading there. What verse did I write down, Brother Shelton? I'm going to have Brother Shelton read this for me, because I'd rather save my voice for the, you know, the in case I want to get loud or something, you know. So, uh, Brother Shelton, if you you have your microphone, yeah, take that so they can. <clears throat> I want them to hear hear the word of God. Okay, Second Kings chapter eight, being in verse uh, thir was it thirty seven? Oh, twenty seven. All right, all right. Follow along. All right, go Sec ahead. Second Kings. <coughs> we're going to start in chapter four first. Second Kings chapter four, twenty seven through thirty two. 2 Kings chapter 4, 27 through 32. And it reads, And when she came to the man of God to the hill, 
She caught him by the feet, but Gehazi came near to thrust her away. And the man of God said, Mm -hmm. let her alone, for her soul is vexed within her. And the Lord hath hid it from me and hath not (coughs) told me. Then she said, did I desire a son of my Lord? Did I not say, do not deceive me? Then he said to Gehazi, gird up thy loins and take my staff in thine hand and go thy way. If thou meet any man, salute him not. Mm -hmm. And if any salute thee, answer him not again. And lay my staff upon the face of the child. And the mother of the child said, as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And he arose and followed her. And Gehazi passed on before them and laid the staff upon the face of the child, but there was neither voice nor hearing. Wherefore he went again to meet him and told him, saying, The child is not awake. Verse 32. And when Elisha was come unto the house, behold, the child was dead and laid upon his bed. Second Kings 8 and 1. Second Kings 8 and 1 to the third verse. Then spoke Elisha unto the woman whose son had rest- he had restored to life, saying, Arise, go mm-hmm. thou in thine household, and sojourn wheresoever thou canst sojourn. For the Lord <coughs> hath called for a famine, yep. and it shall also come upon the land seven years. And the woman arose and did after the saying of the man of God. And she went with her household and sojourned in the land of the mm-hmm. Philistines yep. seven years. Verse 3, And it came to pass, at the seven years end that the woman returned out of the land of the Philistines and she went forth to cry unto the king for her house and for her land. Amen. Father, thank you, Lord, for the reading of your word. Pray, God, that you bless it today and help me, Lord. I pray for strength of voice, Lord. Help me to stay out of your way and it'll be your voice through me, uh, God, this morning. Lord, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is definitely weak today. And I pray, God, though, that you'd help me. And, uh, Lord, speak and move in our hearts, Lord, today. Please, God, help us to see those things that you'd have us see, Lord. And we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. (coughs) You may be seated. Now, we've we've come several years. You know, we if you'll read just a few more verses over in chapter 4, you find that uh, Elisha did go in and he lay on that boy and the Bible said that he sneezed seven times and he was revived. And, and the Shunammite woman, the Bible says, uh, went in, got her son, and, and then went out. And then here in chapter 8, uh, we see Elisha coming back. <clears throat> I mean, this woman has been faithful. Uh, we, when we started back in 1 Kings chapter 4, if you remember, the, the uh, Shunammite couple had been watching Elisha from a distance and they knew that he was a holy man of God and they built a room on their house for him so that he'd have a place to rest in his travels. And, and we saw how that she was blessed as a result of that with a son. And then when her son had, was probably around seven years old or so, uh, uh, he was out in the field uh, with their dad or with his dad and, and they believe he had a, uh, a heat stroke and, and died. But then again, uh, this is a result of that where Elisha went in and raised him from the dead. Then you read on through chapter 5, and you find Naaman, who was healed of leprosy. And, uh, and Gehazi, as a result of 
Uh, Naaman wanted to give some things to Elisha. Elisha turned them down because he was trying to do these things for the right reason. Well, Gehazi lied to Elisha, and as a result, God struck him and his seed, the Bible says, forever, from this generation forever, struck them with leprosy. Now, through all this, we could see how that Satan, when this woman had been faithful and she had done some extra things for the, for the man of God and the service of God, and we could see how that Satan and his imps, how they are relentless in their pursuit to try to make her, and not only her, but you and I in our pursuit to try to do the right thing, to live right, to be faithful and, and do the extra things in the things of God, how he comes up when something bad happens and begins to whisper to us to try to get us to quit, to try to tell us, listen, this is the thanks you get for, for serving God. This is the thanks you get for taking care of God's man. And, and this, is, this, this is what happens when you do this extra stuff. I, I can just see the old devil as he slips up close to her and begins to whisper in her ear and begins to tell her that, you know, it's worthless to serve God. It's worthless to be faithful. It's, it, it, it's really not all it's cracked up to be, to be a soul winner or, you know, a, a faithful servant of God or, or be involved in faith promise missions. It's not worth it to be steadfast and unmovable. And, and, but listen, but this woman was persistent in her, her effort in following and doing the things that God wanted her to do. She would, she would not be deterred. In fact, we see this as a result of Elisha winding up at her house, laying on her son to bring him back to life. If you remember, Elisha just wanted to send the staff with his servant, Gehazi, and said, listen, Gehazi, you go and lay this staff on that boy, and he's going to be fine. And, and listen, but then you read just a few uh, words further down, and you find out that Elisha, is going back with them. You know what's happened? This mother said, no, I don't think so. Gehazi, you know, I appreciate you, what you do in helping the man of God, but I'm, I'm not here for, for you. I'm not here for this staff. I am here for Elisha himself. And the Bible says that Elisha rose up and went with them. And as a result, Elisha brings this young man back to life. Well, a few years have gone by, and then we get to here to chapter 8 and verse 1. Things have been smooth. You ever get there where you, things in life seem like they're going pretty good? Amen. You got a few extra dollars in your bank account. There's groceries in the refrigerator. The car's been running good. The kids aren't sick. Amen. Life is good. Amen. Y'all still here. Say amen. And then, and then the doorbell rings. Or the phone rings, somebody not, or, or something happens, and then it seems like everything falls apart. Well, this is where we're at. If you look in Second Kings chapter one, it's uh, uh, chapter eight and verse one. It says, "Then spake Elisha unto the woman whose son the, uh, he had restored to life, saying, Arise and go thou in thine household and sojourn wheresoever thou canst sojourn, for the Lord uh, hath called for a famine, and it shall also come upon the land seven years." So now watch this. So the Elisha, if you remember last week, said, listen, there's a famine coming. you got to go. He doesn't tell her where to go. He doesn't tell her what's going to happen. He just says, you got to get out of here. Remember now, uh, ma'am, there's going to be a, a famine in the land. you got to leave. See, just do whatever you got to do. I mean, there's no instruction. There's no, listen, sometimes... Listen, when the man of God doesn't give any strength, you just got to learn to rely on God. 
Amen. You got to learn to rely on his word. That's where relationship with God comes into play today. And it's the same thing with this uh, Shunammite woman. Now watch, she, uh, when Elisha tells her, you got to go, if you notice, uh, she didn't pray about it. Elisha didn't come say, you know, ma'am, you, you got to go. There's a famine coming. It's going to last seven years. She goes, you know, I'm going to pray about it. No, you don't see that. She didn't pray about it. She didn't argue the point. Now, Elijah, what are you talking about? We just things have just been going good. I mean, my son, you just it's, it's only three years from when you brought him back to life. What are you saying to me? Listen, she didn't do that. She didn't whine. She didn't murmur. Uh, she did not complain. Now, the Bible simply says that she arose and did after the saying of the man of God. No wonder the Bible, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God, calls her a great woman. Why? Because she was a woman of faith. And folks, listen, if, this morning, if you want to be a, a, a person who is great in the eyes of God, then you're going to have to be a child of God that has some great faith. Amen. Listen, I want you to see this. Now, she just got some bad news. She's just been told that there's a famine coming, and she's just been told, listen, you got to go. I don't know where you're going to go. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I'm just telling you, I've got a word from God, and God said there's a famine coming. You got to get out of here. Amen. Listen, I, I can't think about it. Maybe she's uh, on the job or something, and, and she's on her way back to the house. Now, she may be on one hand thinking, listen, boy, this is a bad day. Come on, we're still human. Amen. This is a bad day. She may be wondering, I, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't know how I'm going to survive seven years. I don't know where I'm going. I'm, uh, I, I don't know how I'm going to make a living. I don't know how I'm going to uh, uh, make ends meet. But, but listen, but on the other hand, she is, goes home and she takes her household and she does like the man of God told her to do. She leaves everything behind. She leaves her home, her land. She leaves her a way of making a living and uh, to provide for her family and, and for herself. And the, and the Bible says, look in verse 3, it says she sojourns where? In the land of... Mm-hmm. Now, wait a minute. Where'd she go? Land of the Philistines. Wait a minute. Isn't that enemy territory? Yeah. I mean, isn't the Philistines the arch enemy of Israel? And she gets up and goes there to try to survive for seven years? Now, at this point, I don't believe her husband is alive. I think he's uh, somehow died. I don't think he's there, but I think, you know, and, and, you know, we can use our imagination. We've already determined that he's probably not very spiritually perceptive. Amen. I, I would imagine if she comes home and she said, oh, listen, I'm telling you, Elisha says there's a, uh, uh, there's a famine coming. We got to pack up and we got to get out. Well, he's sitting in there in his lazy boy with his feet up, you know, <clears throat> watching YouTube on the television. Amen. And um, he said, well, wait a minute. Uh, I mean, really? Uh, did, you, did, did you pray about it? I mean, uh, after all, look around. Uh, did you look out there? Don't you, don't you see the crops that are out there in the field? Don't you see that the, the cows are in the barn? I mean, we got the, the milk is good, and, and listen, everything is fine. I mean, listen, uh, we got stuff in the barn. We've got hay. Listen, now, are you sure he knows what he's talking about? Yeah, no. 
I can hear this guy. Perhaps they, uh, they get up and they go, even though, and I'm thinking about sometimes people aren't very spiritually perceptive, amen? Yeah. Perhaps they're, they, while they're leaving, maybe they're on their way and, and a little boy comes to his mom and says, Mom, where are we going? She says, well, honey, I'm not sure. I have an idea, but, but we got to leave. And he says, well, how are we going to make it? Who's going to take care of us? Where's God? You ever been there? Yeah. And what about us? I was telling Sunday school class this morning, you know, there's a lot of times when we tell our children to do something, and they don't know why we're telling them to do it. They don't know the end, the, the, the purpose of what this, this here right here means. But there's a reason. I've always told my kids, listen, there's always a reason I tell you to do something, always. And if you just be obedient, you say, well, I don't understand. Well, how, how often does God tell us to do something, and we really don't get it? We don't really understand. But listen, if, if, if we'll just simply be obedient to what God tells us to do. Listen, I asked my class, I said, and we were talking about obedience. I said, do, do your children have a different definition of obedience than you do? Oh, yeah. Just like you did with your parents when you were that age. You know, I mean, there, there's always a loophole, right? Oh, yeah. Well, you didn't tell me to do that. Well, you know what I meant. Well, listen, how often do we tell God that? Well, God, well, you didn't tell me. Well, God said, you know what I meant. And we did. And maybe when this son asks about all this, maybe the mother replies something like this. Son, you know, I don't have all the answers. Uh, I know you have questions, and, and I, I wish I had those answers, but I don't. But all I know is, is that the holy man of God came and told us that there's a famine coming, and we had to leave. And so she leaves. By faith, she steps out and takes her family down into this land of the Philistines, and, and she labors there. She works and, and, and takes all these jobs to make ends meet. She takes whatever job she has to do in order to provide for her family. Think about it. She goes down there, and, and, and they're not there very long, and her, and, her son, and her son comes maybe to her and says, Mom, wait a minute, aren't these the Philistines? Uh, aren't, these, aren't these God's enemies? What are we doing here? Aren't God's enemies our enemies? I mean, Mom, I mean, Mom, why are we here? Well, wait a minute. I want you to see this. Proverbs 16, 7, it says, When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Listen, has her ways up to this point not pleased God? Absolutely they have. Listen, she's been obedient. She's been faithful. She's done what God had asked her to do. And, and now, and listen, and so she goes down to the only place that she knows to go. She goes down to the land of the Philistines. And listen, I'm telling you, and uh, because of her testimony and doing what God wants her to do, being obedient, listen, God says the Philistines are going to take care of you. Yep. Um. You know, we don't have to be of this world. We're in it, right? <coughs> and by the way, sometimes you got to take jobs that aren't very pleasant. 
You think she enjoyed it? She's down here in the, in the Philistine territory. You think they treated her right? I don't think so. They know who she is. They know where she came from. They, they know, listen, they know who she represents. Her, listen, sometimes your testimony precedes you. Yeah? Listen, I'm saying they, they, she probably took some jobs that really just, uh, just so she could put some bread on the table. Think they treated her right? No, I doubt it. You think it was pleasant? No, I don't think so. But she did it. Yeah? And, but you know what? Listen, she was there, but she didn't buy into the philosophy of the Philistines. Listen, we may be in this old world, and, and listen, you folks, I, I, uh, it, I've been pastoring almost 40 years, and, and, you know, I pray for you daily that work out in the, in the wicked uh, uh, world that you work in and have to deal with the things that you have to deal with. It's been a long time since I've, I, I, I've had to deal with that from an employer standpoint. I'm telling you, um, I, I have. And there were often times that I worked a job that the guy that was over me was just an arrogant, selfish individual. And, you know, I'm, short people have this thing called Napoleon Syndrome. You know, they wanna, they'll, they'll fight a bear with a switch. <laughs> yep. Well, I was one of them people. And there was a lot of times when the bear well, sure wasn't treating me right. And I had my switch out. And then I got to thinking about my wife and my kids. You know, I wasn't in the ministry full time at that point. I was just trying to work a job to put food on the table so I could do this too. I can see the Shunammite woman doing that. Listen, she, she was there, but uh, she didn't buy into it. I, listen, you can work out there, folks, and I want to encourage you. Uh, you can do that and be in the world, and, and you can still be holy. Yeah, you can still be faithful. You can still be obedient to God and to His ways. And I promise you, if you'll do those things, God will make them to be at peace with you, just like He did this woman. Listen, I'm sure that, that she put up with a lot of stuff just to put her food on her table. But she knew that, listen, she knew that, that she was down there for a reason. She knew that the, the man of God told her. But let's, she found favor in the eyes of the enemy. And God sustained them through the hands of the enemy. And God will do the same thing for you. So while she's there working and uh, she gets home and her son watches her and and, you know, she, they've been down there for quite a while. And all the time she's down there, her son watches her, and, 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 and she's got this little tablet in this special place in her house. And, and maybe she, she comes home from work every day, and she grabs that tablet out, and she gets her pen, and, and she walks. And, 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 and listen, her, I think her son's probably watching her. Her household is there. And she goes off, and she gets into this, this little secret place, and, and she spends some time with God, and, and she's just in there. And she comes out with her little tablet, and her son gets to noticing, and there's marks all over it. 
and he says, Mama, what are you doing? I've been watching you, and uh, you've been going in there doing that for a long time. And she said, well, son, first thing I want you to know, that's my prayer room. You see, God sent us down here. We had to come. There's a famine. And she said, I, I got my prayer list out, and those are all the things I've been praying about since we've been down here. She said, but the second thing that, that I, I, I that it not only is my prayer sheet in there, but she said, that's my calendar. And she said, you see, the holy man of God told me that the famine was going to last seven years. And I've been marking my calendar. And she says, in fact, she said, I want to tell you something right now. She said, uh, you know, we've been down here six years, 11 months, and 29 days. She said, I'm here to let you know that, and, and I've got them all marked off on my little calendar right here. She said, look, and she starts flipping the pages. That's year one. This is year two. And she goes through, and she said, look, it's right here. This is year seven. And notice there's 11th month. This is this month. There's 29 days. And I know there's 30 days, but I'm just letting you know, this is day 29. And the holy man of God said that in seven years that the famine is going to be over. So I want you to go in there, and I want you to start packing up all your stuff. Come on, are y'all serious? Amen. Listen, CNN didn't tell her that. Fox News had no idea. The Camel Gazette was clueless. It wasn't on Facebook. It wasn't on PQRX. Amen. Are y'all still here? It wasn't on any other social media platform. How did she know? Well, she knew because a holy man of God came to her and said that the famine was going to last seven years. And she said, listen, I want you to understand that I have had a word from God, and uh, from the man of God who had a word from God himself, and the famine is almost over. There's been a lot of God's children today. I want you to get this who have put up their spiritual calendars. They've put them up. They've quit going into their prayer closets. They have put away their prayer sheets. Listen, I want you to get this. They have gotten comfortable in living here in this place. Listen, this woman, I don't believe this Shunammite woman ever got comfortable with living in the land of Philistine. She understood that that was the enemy of God. She understood that that was not their home. And she understood that it was only going to be a short time and they were headed to the house. Well, listen, I'm here to let you know it's the same thing for you and me today. Listen, we are not here forever. Amen. But we've act, we act like we're going to stay here forever. We act like that this is going to be it from now on, but I'm here to let you know this is not your home if you're a child of God. It's time that we got our spiritual calendars back out and start marking off the days. Amen. It's time we went back as a children of God and get into our prayer closets and start getting alone with God and spend some time with Him and that, and, and so that we can get a word from Almighty God. But we've got comfortable here. Listen, I'm not staying. You know, I'm 
Uh, some of you long before I, but listen, there's a there's a uh, there's a lot of my friends and a lot of and my family, my mom and dad, my wife's mom and dad. Listen, they already in heaven. Uh, I, I, this is a wicked old world. I don't want to stay in the land of the Philistines. Amen. Come on, y'all. Y'all act like y'all not very awake today. And we stopped all this. We stopped. Uh, making the spiritual things of God important to us. We've got to get back and get our spiritual calendar back out. And, and we've got to start marking off the days because, the, listen, the famine of this old world is almost over. So how do you know? I don't know the day. I'm not a date setter. But I do watch the signs of the times. And if you haven't noticed, listen, it, don't, it ain't looking too good. Well, can I tell you, it's not going to get any better. Uh, this Shunammite woman has had some inside information. And, and child of God, church, listen, if you're a born-again child of God, you've got some inside information. And his name is the Holy Spirit of God. Listen, and, and he has given us the word of God to help us with that. When we, when we begin to doubt, listen, and we get behind, and we're down here in the enemy territory, and things get rough on us, listen, just go mark off another day. Just go spend a little more time in your prayer closet and get along with God. Listen, I want, to under, want you to understand that God will encourage you today, and he'll help you, and he'll give you a word of encouragement from this book. But we're not here to stay. She goes in to work maybe the next day, and <coughs> and I can, you know, I mean, she does have another day probably, and she goes in, she's working for this Philistine person, and, you know, and she doesn't go in there and go, well, I'm telling you one thing, bless God, tomorrow I'm out, don't count on me being here, there's my two weeks, there's my 30-minute notice. No, she's already got a good testimony. Why does, she, why does she want to ruin it now? Yeah. She goes in and tells this person she's working for, saying, you know, I just want to let you know that I'm not going to be in tomorrow. Why? I mean, man, you've been, a, you've been a good worker and blah, blah, blah. And she says, well, the famine's over. Well, how do you know that? How do you know the famine's over? I mean, who told you? Well, well, God told me. Really? God talks to you? Yeah. Um, listen, those days, they, God talked to them through the man of God. These days, God talks to us through his word. Yeah. She says, well... You know, God told me, and, and God said that um, if the famine was only going to last seven years, and, and, well, tomorrow makes seven years, so I'm headed out. You see, she's got a more sure word from God and, and from God's man, and she acted on her faith. And listen, I'm telling you, she's headed home. So she goes home, and, and she tells her son, well, son, listen, I hope you got everything packed. And he, and he said, yeah, I started packing, and, 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 and then one of the other part of the household may come in, and, and, and they said, listen, what are you packing up for? Well, Mom said that, uh, to start packing. They said, well, listen, 
you know, uh, how do you know she's right? And they, I, I can just hear them. Well, they may say, listen, I'm telling you, I may not, may not know a lot of stuff. But I do know one thing, that my mother is a woman of God. And when she says that we're headed home, I'm packing my stuff because we're headed home. If she says the famine is over, then I can tell you that the famine is over. Listen, God help us to understand something today, that if God says it, it will be yay and amen. Yeah. And did he not say he was coming back? Yes, he did. Listen, I'm telling you. Uh, we we got to get started back. Look in verse 3. I like the very first part of that. Notice what it says. And it came to pass. Well, imagine that. Just like God said. You see, we've seen all these things about this woman. She's been persistent. I'm telling you, she is. <clears throat> uh, she has been steadfast, unmovable. And I'm just going to mention this, <clears throat> and then we're going to stop. But notice what it says. And it came to pass, at, at, at the seven years' end, the woman returned out of the land of the Philistines. Um, listen, she, this woman was so steadfast in her testimony that when her household came and they said listen you know I may not know a lot but I do know that that my mother or my parent is a is a parent of God and and I and I can I, I trust her in, from a spiritual standpoint listen and that's the most important part listen if you get the spiritual stuff right the other things will fall in place by the way yeah and they said and by the way we need some we need parents today and some grandparents it'll be just like this woman that no matter what kind of adversity or circumstances come our way, that God can still count on us. And listen, if God can count on us to be like this woman was and persistent and all these other things in her life, then I'm telling your household to do the same thing. Amen. Listen, anyway, I'll, I'll get off of that. But she, she said it came to pass in the seven years. So she packs everything up. And she makes a long, hard trip back home out of the, the, the Philistine territory <clears throat> and what I could tell, it's at least 15 to 20 miles uh, for her to get back. Man, this woman's been around. She went 15 miles one way on a donkey for her son. 15 miles back on a donkey with Elisha and Gehazi so that they could heal him. And now she's been 15 or 20 miles, probably on the back of another donkey with, no, with very little of what she could take. And now she's had another 15 or 20 miles after seven years. You, th you think that would get old? You know, they say that every time you move your furniture ages seven years. There was a point in mine and my wife's marriage, our furniture was probably 200 years old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know what? We did as God cho told us to do. Here's this woman. She's got everything. She's headed back. I mean, she may not have a lot, only what they brought with them, perhaps only what they were able to carry. Uh, and during the seven years uh, that she's gone from home, now think about this, while she's gone, those seven years, her land, her house, and, and all her property has gone right back to the king, probably due to back taxes or 
uh, or foreclosure or something like that because she left the king, the king took over. And so she's headed back home. Listen, and, and, but she's, she's headed somewhere. Yeah. Listen, I want you to understand something today. You and I are headed somewhere. Uh, we, can, we can go there with the assurance that God is with us. Or we can go there uh, without any confidence whatsoever that what's going to happen when we get there. I believe this woman was a woman of faith. Yeah. She trusted God. Listen, she knew where to go when she needed help. And God helped her. Uh, she went to Elisha the first thing. Why? Then, the, then Elisha came and told her about the famine. And, and listen, first thing she did is she acted on, on the man of God's word. Listen, we're talking about God's representative. But I'm telling you, you and I today, we're headed somewhere. But while we're headed there, we can still count on the word of Almighty God. We can do it. Listen, we can do it through obedience or we can do it through disobedience. But God's going to have his way. Here's the woman, seven years over. It's about to get exciting. I mean, it's like you can make a movie out of this stuff. You can't, you, uh, you can't make, you know, that'll say, you just can't make this stuff up. But she's headed back home. Folks, listen, I'm telling you, we're on a greased plank to heaven right now today. I, I believe that we are living in the last day. Oh, preacher, I've heard that all my life. I have too. But I'm a whole lot closer today than I was 10 years ago. And things are progressing a whole lot faster today than they were 10 years ago. Yeah, I, I don't know how long we're going to go. I told somebody this the other day, I said, boy, I said, I'm telling you, I love my country. But it sure looks bad. Uh, I'm, I've, I'd do anything for it. I believe it's still the greatest country on the face of the planet. Uh, but it looks bad. I don't know how long or how far God's going to let us go. But as far as you and I are concerned, listen, we, we may be in the land of the Philistines. But we can still have a testimony that we love God. And that we're going to be obedient to him no matter what. Listen, because there's going to be a day when the famine's over. And the trump of God's going to sound. And he's going to say, come up hither. Man, if it were to happen today, I, I can hear my dad say, you know, I, I'd sure like to hear the trumpet sound while I'm preaching. What an awesome thing that would be. But if not, I'm still going. No matter where I'm at, we're all headed somewhere. If, if you were to meet God right now today the way you are, would you be ashamed? Or would you be ready? Oh, well now, preacher, we got plenty of time. Do you know that? You know, that could be like some of the people that this woman was working for. How do you know? How do you know? How do you know the famine's over? How do you know it's not? All I know is that she responded in faith. Can I encourage you today? Listen, respond in faith and obedience to God today. If Christian, if you're living a life that's not that's not where it ought to be, why don't you come today? Why don't you rededicate your life and say, you know, Lord, I just haven't been serving you like I ought to serve you. 
but I can start over. And the Lord says, come on, I'll, we'll get this cleaned up and I'll just, I'll, I'll brush you off and clean you up and we'll just start over from right now. Yeah, but see, you got to come. Jesus said, come unto me. But you got to come. Maybe you're here today and you're not saved. Listen, if you're, if you're here and you're not saved, you can't go to heaven. If you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, you can't get there. There's a bottleneck at the cross. Yeah, and if you don't go by way of the cross, then you can't go. Jesus said, I am the way. No man comes unto the Father but by me. It's he, it, He's the one that paid the price. So we got to go through him. If you're not, if you're here and you're not saved, I'll, I'll encourage you. You'll come. I'll, I'll open the Bible to the Romans Road, and and I'll read to you from John or from Romans ten thirteen. It says, "Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved." All you got to do is come. Oh, but preacher, I can't. No, wait a minute. Jesus said, "Come unto me." See, there's a there's a step you have to take, and you've got to take it. So whatever the need might be today, I want you to come. This this Shunammite woman, when it was time to go, she she took off. But can I encourage you when it when the invitation is given, when it's time to move and come, would can I encourage you to come? Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Jesus said, I'll give you rest. Father, help us, Lord. I pray that God would just strengthen us today. Lord, I'm <coughs> I pray, God, that you'll Lord, be with us this morning as the invitation is given. Lord, this Shunammite woman, she's sure been through a lot. Lord, she's traversed uh, several years, God, in her family. She's watched her son die. She's watched him uh, be raised back from the dead. And, Lord, she's just been faithful. She's only been obedient. God, she's done the extra things, Lord. And, and God, I know the devil is slipped up close to her and said it it's it is it really worth it god there's she's headed she's headed home lord i pray god that we'll understand something today lord that we we we're still in the land of the philistines we're still in behind enemy lines today as as children of god but god you'll sustain us here lord we don't have to be like the world we don't have to buy into it god we can still be holy and acceptable unto god God, I pray that if there's someone here that's not, if they're not living for you like they should, I pray, God, that they'll come today and do business with you. More, maybe they need to rededicate their life. Maybe they're saved and they want to start over brand new. Help them to come. Maybe there's someone here today that's not saved. God, please, Lord, touch their heart. May they come today and allow us to open the, the bread of life the bread of eternal life, Lord, and show them how they can trust you as Savior and Lord and how they'll, they can leave this place knowing that their home is eternal in heaven. So, God, I pray that you give this invitation. Bless us, Lord, and I give you praise in Jesus' name. While we sing and while we stand, if the Lord's speaking to your heart.